Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters. Two pastors. One podcast. Here's what we're talking about today. Good morning. Good morning, my little love. Oh my. Yes. How are you today? <laughs> it's already been quite a morning. <laughs> it has been. <laughs> okay. Well, we're Every here. Every morning's an adventure with you. Every morning's an adventure. And it's a cold adventure. It is. It's, it's quite it's nice. It's so Our boys nice. were like so super excited to have it cold out. Yes. Really... They like jumped out of bed and wore a hoodie. They're I know. so excited for hoodie. It really kind of surprised me. Yeah. Because right? you think that they'd be miserable. But no, they were very, very excited about it. No, they complain so. about the heat all the time. They would not be well, miserable. And I have to say, like, you know, Texas is nuts, because I remember we had our trunk or treat yesterday, and it was, you know, we were all hot. We and were the, uh, the so hot. The was, like, literally melting in the sun. And then you get up today, and it's, you know, almost freezing outside. No, not even that. By the time I, so we were at trunk or treat, it was so hot, the candy was melting. Matthew and I went to the grocery store, and when we came out of the grocery store, it was freezing. Oh, wow. I mean, the weather had changed. Remember? It was last night. The weather had changed yeah, no, by like 4.35 when we got out of the grocery store. I was wearing like a little dress and it was so cold. So mm-hmm. it was hours later. Crazy. Yes. But, but it Absolutely was Absolutely crazy. So right, yeah, but happy though. We're very happy to have had all of that rain that we did last night. Yes. And it's wonderful to have a change of the seasons. It sounds like it's going to be a short one. But Halloween night Yeah, it's going to be, be like 70s brisk. by the end of the week. You Tomorrow know? night should be brisk, but let's mm-hmm. talk about Halloween for a minute. Tomorrow yeah. is Halloween. Tomorrow's Halloween, right. And then in the church year, we have all saints. They're kind of right. hooked up together, right? Yeah, exactly. And so even the word Halloween, uh, you can see it in there, means uh, Hallow's Even or Hallow's Evening, the evening before All Hallow's Day. Okay. Hallow being the old-fashioned word for the, uh, that which is holy. Mm-hmm. Hallow would uh, be thy name. Hallow would be thy name, right. And so Hallow's Eve is the day before All Saints Day. Now, All Saints Day is the day of the church year, November 1st, when we commemorate uh, all the saints. So, you know, you've got St. Patrick's Day, St. Valentine's Day, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But on All Saints Day, you commemorate all the saints. Uh, and specifically, we, we remember those whom we love who have died, um, died with faith in Jesus Christ. Right. Well, first, we need to identify the fact that we are... Using the word saint, meaning a believer. Right, right. Not so, like a Catholic saint who right. has been canonized. Exactly. Is that the so word? Our dog is like trying is to be canonized. Pump, canonized. Okay. Yeah. Yes, our dog is literally has his head on both of our laps and is nibbling on me because he needs attention right mm-hmm. now. Should I put him outside? Well, no, he's too cute. Okay, he's too cute. Okay. So. Anyway, so in, in the Lutheran church, and we talk about saints and sinners, mm-hmm. right? And we're all both saints and sinners if we're believers. Um, we are not going to be canonized one day unless we're lucky, I guess. I don't know. Well, no, if you're really <laughs> lucky, you know, you might have uh, you might have the title Blessed Memory. So, okay. for example, you know, Dr. Martin Luther of Blessed Memory is how uh-huh. they call him. I see. But no, and so we, uh, in, in the Protestant church, we use the word saint, much like Paul did or does in the, uh, in the, in the Bible. Yep. <clears throat> he writes to the saints who are in Corinth, the saints who are in Galatia, mm-hmm. the saints who are in Rome. Yep. Uh, and if you read the letters, you know that they're not really a oh saintly. Oh my goodness, you know, no. I mean, there's all kinds of problems they had. But still, because of what God has done for them, because God has covered them with the blood of Jesus, they are saints, mm-hmm. though they remain sinners. Right. Uh, and so All Saints Day. So in All Saints Day, we what, what we do is we remember those who have died with faith in Jesus Christ uh, and are now with him, as is his promise. Uh, and the day, uh, traditionally, uh, children used to dress up for All Saints Day. They used to dress up like saints or like angels and uh, be given gifts. And that kind of morphed over time into uh, mm-hmm. Halloween. Yes. Yep. So we've got Hall- uh, Halloween coming up here on, well, tomorrow. Tomorrow? Well, it's going to be a cold one. It's going to be cold. Very, here. very cold. Well, not not really. I grew up in like, it was like 20 or snow or something. It's not going to be that yeah, bad. It's yeah. going to be like 50. 
Well, I mean, I, I remember many, many Halloweens growing up in central New York where there'd be snow falling on the ground. Yes. And, you know, the best laid plans, I'd have like that super sweet, uh, like Luke Skywalker <clears throat> costume that came with a, the vinyl thing and the, the little mask in the box. Our costumes were the worst. They oh. were like living cancer cells. Oh, they just, were like pl- plastic were awesome. vinyl, like, could, like they you smelled. Could never, you could never coordinate the eye hole yes, and, the, and the mouth hole. Absolutely right? it was just horrible. terrible. But it seemed like no matter what, no matter how much timing and planning you put into it, at least in New York, the day of Halloween, it was always like way too cold. So your mom would make you wear like a winter coat anyway, yes. and no one could see her yes. costume. But the worst for me was I was Miss America one year. I really don't know why. I was such a tomboy. I, mm. Someone must have talked me into that. Anyways, I had chicken pox oh, no. <laughs> or some kind of. So I was like not only like the tomboy uh, Miss America, but I had like a rash no. all over my face and whatnot. Well, I think you're Miss America every day. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, anyways, so that was Halloween. Now we had our trunk or treat. That was great. Yeah. We ended Matthew's football season, so we're down one football player for the Mm -hmm. fall. Yep. And then, um, so we're down one football player for the fall, and then Johnny has his final game this Mm -hmm. coming week. Uh, And Sam, I think they have... They have a bye, and then they have Ah, play Navy. They play Navy Navy prep. Yeah. Um, uh, right around his birthday. So, yeah, so my parents, totally I think, cool. are going to be at that. But yeah, so they all the boys won this week. So that was fun. Yeah. Yep. And Sam, Sam won. And Sam's game Matthew was won. against a school called the Apprentice School in Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, and it's a shipbuilding school, which yeah. I think is just so cool. <laughs> so you go to the school, uh, and it's a four year or eight year program where you like you learn how to build aircraft carriers. I mean, wow. that's just the coolest thing in the world. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And they won that game too. Yep. So Okay. Well we better get to the real stuff. All right. Well one more. Reformation Sunday. Okay. All right. So this last Sunday was Reformation Sunday. Um, you know, Martin Luther um, Martin Luther nailed his ninety five theses in the door of the church. I got this wrong, people. I'm I, I repent. Yes. He oh. actually nailed it on October 31st, and I misled people by saying it was October 30th. So oh, I'm, I'm sure truly sorry. Gonna, and I you actually repent. didn't say the 30th. You just said in two I days or something tomorrow. or something yeah. tomorrow. So we're fine. Uh, but tomorrow anyways. is tomorrow is tomorrow in God's eyes. And so um, and so Martin Luther started the Reformation inadvertently when he nailed his 95 theses on the door of the Castle Church in Wittenberg, which was like the like literally like the bulletin board of his day, mm-hmm. and saying, you know, these are the things that I think are wrong that I want to have a, an academic disputation about. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took off like wildfire. Uh, so the, the theses were taken down. They were translated from Latin, which of course was the language of uh, academics, Latin into German, uh, and they really touched a nerve. Mm-hmm. And they, they swept around Europe, and next thing you know, you know, the Reformation gets rolling, and uh, it snowballs from one thing or to another, and from an academic disputation about the nature of how we are made right with God, it turned into uh, you know the dividing the church. Yes, so it was pretty amazing. Yes, it was a big day. All started. All started. Okay. Well, that was a good day at church. Yeah, it was a great day. It was a great day at church. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Okay. Well, why don't we carry on to what we talked about in Crossways on Wednesday? Oh yeah, and one last thing. Happy birthday to my mom. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Yes. So we're gonna yes we're gonna take her out to dinner. Yeah, tonight. take her out to dinner tonight. So that'll be a lot of fun. It's great to have her. <clears throat> uh, so so uh, our uh, in Crossways last week was our final our final prep before Jesus comes on stage. So it's really really exciting. Very. Uh, and we we are I think the name of the lesson was first century Judaism. Mm-hmm. So we are setting the stage for Jesus to walk onto it next week. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of things to keep in mind. So three basic points. One God, nationalism, and Torah. So the, uh, the the Jewish culture was really defined by those three things. The belief that there is only one God, mm-hmm. and that is what's called the Shema. 
which they confess every day, Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, right? So there's only one God, Mm -hmm. and moreover, we are his people. Mm -hmm. So one God in nationalism. There's only one God, and we, Jews, are his chosen people. Um, Everybody else is not, but we, we and we alone are God's chosen people. And then third, the link between God and his chosen people is the Torah, which means the law, you know, the, the commandments, the statutes, the ordinances, the thou shalt and the thou shalt not. Mm-hmm. But also in a larger sense, it means, the, um, it means all of God's revelation, specifically the revelation that God gave to Moses on Mount Sinai, mm-hmm. one of the first five books of the Bible. Uh, but in a larger sense, all of the revelation that God has given to his people. So there's only one God, creator of heaven and earth. Mm-hmm. God has chosen the Jewish people to be his own. And his link to them, the link between them, is this revelation, the Torah. Okay. So all Jews believe that. It was just a matter of how that came to, you know, how it was parsed out in everyday life. Right. In first century Judaism. First century Judaism, right? Uh, And so by the time Jesus comes on stage, uh, because there's this really strong emphasis on Torah, on the law, uh, which of course means more than the law, but it also means, you know, commandments. Um, so there's this real focus on keeping the law. Okay, so what does God want us to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the rabbis and the scribes, they, they searched the scriptures diligently, and they came up with 613 different commandments. Amazing. Uh, now, many of them, probably you know a third or, or more, have to do with ritual sacrifice mm-hmm. in the temple. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, you know, in, <clears throat> in addition to the Ten Commandments that we know and love, there are all these other commandments about what to wear, what not to wear, yes. what to eat, what not to eat, mm-hmm. when to plant, what not to plant, all these kind of things. Yes. And so they they, they uh, tabulated them up and they came up with 613 commandments. Okay. And the emphasis was to keep these 613 commandments uh, to the best of their ability, hopefully perfectly, mm-hmm. for two reasons. One was, you know, looking back in history, they realized, boy, if only we had listened to what God said through the prophets, we could have avoided ourselves a lot of headache. Sure. So let's never, ever let that happen again. So one was looking back and realizing with hindsight uh, the errors they made. But the other is looking forward, and the conviction was, if we could, uh, if we as God's people could keep his law perfectly, then that would hasten the coming of the Messiah. Right. Uh, almost as a reward. And so the rabbis, some of the rabbis taught uh, that if, if the Jewish nation could keep <clears throat> one perfect Sabbath, or others would say could keep uh, one perfect week from one hmm. Sabbath to the next of the commandments, then God as a reward would send the Messiah to them. Uh, well, it's parallel to Christians believe that if when all the world hears the gospel message, yeah, that will hasten the coming you know of the what? Lord. I never thought about that. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Oh, that's great. This is why we keep you around. Oh, thanks. Yeah. 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 Okay. So again, that's, these are the kind of things that, uh, that all first century uh, Jews believed. One God, nationalism, Torah, 613 commandments. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know how people are. I mean, you get a group of five people together, you'll get four or five, six opinions. Yep, especially um, if it's our family. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there were four groups at the time, um, uh, four, four very active groups at the time of Jesus' ministry. Okay. Who were very familiar to us from the Gospels. Yes. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes. The Herodians uh-huh. and the Zealots. So I guess that's five. Five. Okay. Yes. So we'll talk about we'll talk about those. Okay. Uh, so the the Pharisees, um, the Pharisees believed not only. By the way, the word Pharisee, their their root comes from the Hasidim, who was this group of Jewish nationalists. You remember a good friend mm-hmm. of Tychicus Epiphanes, Judas Maccabeus, Judas the Hammer, mm-hmm. they threw off the Greeks. Uh, well, the Hasidim were those those uh, zealous, fervent Jews. 
they call themselves the separated the ones, the ones who would prefer to die rather than break God's law. Okay. So that's the origin of the word Pharisees. Wait, Hasidim, Pharisee, yeah, so, where is so that? So from Hasidim, <laughs> somehow Has becomes Fair becomes uh, Pharisee. I'm not really sure how. It's kind of a long yeah. connection, but okay, yeah. thank you for that. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. So the Pharisees, uh, what distinguishes them as a group or a party is that they not only uh, believed in the 613 laws that are found written in the Bible, but they had all of these other um, oral laws or yes. unwritten laws that they put as a hedge around the Bible. Mm-hmm. And the idea was, you know, not only do we not want to violate God's laws, but we don't even want to get close to violating God's laws. And so if you think about, like, you know, you go to an art museum or something, and there's a sign that says, do not touch. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a little barrier that keeps you from getting close to the point where you could even possibly touch it, right? Uh, and a good example of this might be, um, you know, might be a, a lot of our people may have grown up in churches uh, where you were not allowed to play cards, not yep. allowed to dance, uh, not allowed to go to movies. Now, the Bible doesn't say anything about playing cards or dancing. Well, actually, it talks about dancing It talks about dancing positively, right? exactly. Or going to movies. Yes. But the idea was, well, you know, if you play cards, that could lead you into gambling yes. and death and sin. Yes. If you go dancing, dancing. well, you know. Next step is yeah, sex. Exactly. You can't have that. And then if you go to the <laughs> movies, you know, in the dark, who knows what's going to happen. Plus, there's all of this, you know, worldly stuff. Yes. No, I get it. Stuff. I get it. I mean, right. I think in a lot of ways, I... Kind of did that with my children growing up. Oh, yeah, I put them do. in a big bubble. And, and and that's what I'm trying to say is that mm-hmm. there's um is that the, the motivation behind the yes. oral law is 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 good. It's positive. Mm-hmm. It's saying, listen, not only do we not want to break God's laws, but we don't even want to come close to it. Right. So it's, it's a very positive motivation. Uh, but over time, these oral laws, uh, you know, multiplied. And so there's the 613, and then who knows how many hundreds, or maybe maybe even thousands, right, uh, of oral laws. Um, that, that had to, that really aren't found in the Bible, but have to do with it. Right. And then by the time of <clears throat> Jesus has to talk so negatively against the mm-hmm. Pharisees because of how they're using these laws to lord it over the people. Exactly. And it was a burden to them. Exactly. And the law wasn't meant to be a burden. Right. It was not meant to be a burden. It was, it was meant to be a guide for their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, a, a great example of that, I think I think Harry went to, there's something like 38 laws having to do with keeping uh, the Sabbath what is work? What is not? Yes. You know, because the Bible just says, do not do any work. Well, what is work? Mm-hmm. You know? uh, and so the rabbi said that, well, you know, kindling a fire is work, but if the fire is already lit, it's not work. Mm-hmm. So the night before you'd build up a big fire and, you know, hope that the the, the coals would last through the day. Um, and then related to that, you know, when you and I went to divinity school, there was that Korean Presbyterian mm-hmm. whose job was to push the button in the elevator um, and in the Jewish synagogue because, you know... In their teaching, if to push the button is work, they can't do it on they the Sabbath, so they hire a Gentile to come and push the button for it. Right, and some people might have experience, especially in uh, Jewish hospitals uh, out east, especially around New York. I've heard of one mom who was having a bit, like the, the elevator has to stop on every floor on the Sabbath mm-hmm. because you can't, nobody can, you know, right, for the same reason. The right. right, so she was literally in labor on the, <laughs> on the elevator, and it's stopping on every floor. So this is the idea of an, a law not serving exactly. its purpose, right, it's, right? And I think one of my, the navigators, remember Craig Parker mm-hmm. um, from Dartmouth, he told a story, I think, of like they were going on a trip and they passed a house and there was like literally a fire in the, it was in one of their outbuildings or something and they weren't doing anything about it. They were literally standing around, uh-huh. you know, and they, they were obviously Jewish in, in the 
by the dress, they were able mm-hmm. to see that. So the navigators like got up and, <laughs> and quenched, quenched the fire wow, for crazy. them. I think that's how the story goes. I could be wrong, but could be. it was something close yeah. like that. So the Pharisees had all of these other laws, these unspoken laws. Uh, and then on top of that, the Pharisees uh, believed that, uh, that when, they, when God would send the Messiah, mm-hmm. that all of God's people would return to the promised land. So, you know, at this point in history, there's more Jews living outside the promised mm-hmm. land than in it. But that God's people would all return to the promised land so that they could enjoy uh, the kingdom that, that the Messiah had come to bring okay. in the promised land. And moreover, that those who had died, the righteous who had died, would be raised from the dead so that they too could return uh, to the kingdom, to, to the promised land, and enjoy the kingdom. So the well, Pharisees believed in the resurrection. In a resurrection, yes. No. And you made the point that they're called, it's fair you see, right? Exactly. So they want everything to be fair. I had heard the Sadducees one many times, mm-hmm. but not the fair you see. So we rem- remember the Pharisees by, they're about fairness, ju- well, they sort of, yeah, fairness, they- justice, it's fair, you Wanting see. Wanting to do the right thing. Wanting to yeah. do the right thing. They okay. wanted to be fair, you see. They wanted to right. be fair, you see. Okay, but on the on the on converse contrast, side. The Sadducees did not believe in the resurrection. Mm-hmm. And that's why they were sad, you see. see. Yes. Right? Okay. That's an old one. It's good, though. Not really. Oh, it's perfect. Come okay. on. You'll remember it. Well, I yes. Okay. Yeah. So the Sadducees. Uh, the Sadducees were a, uh, a party of priests. Um, and so Sadducee comes from Zadok. Who, so you have Aaron, the high priest, mm-hmm. Eliezer was his son, and then Zadok was the son of Eliezer. And so the Sadducees trace their, their lineage back to Zadok. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were the priestly party. And because they were the priestly party, they were really concerned with the operation, the, the rules and regulations that have to do with worshiping God in the temple. Moreover, uh, because they were the priestly party, and they were the only ones who could actually sacrifice things in the temple... Uh, they did not take kindly to these Pharisees who thought that they could interpret God's law. Mm. So they did not have any of these oral laws. They they, they took the opposite approach. They okay. said, nope, you know, if it's written in God's word, that's the law. But, you know, we don't we don't trust your, your interpretations yes. of it. We're just going with what's written here. Got it. Which um, would be kind of like the Lutheran, like the Reformation. Kind of, yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. I mean, so in, 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 a, in a sense, yeah. like Catholicism is sort of like right, the Pharisees. Right, exactly, and, sort of. And, you know, Protestantism is sort of like the Sadducees. Yes. I mean, there's a focus not on a the perfect analogy, versus people. the tradition, but, yes. you know, kind of. Yes. Um, and moreover, the Sadducees accepted only the first five books of the Bible. Uh, you know, they read the others, but in terms of considering them inspired scripture, they said, well, you know, God gave these books to Moses. So we know that these ones are inspired. So they mm-hmm. only accepted the first five books of Moses. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- there was a really strong emphasis on, on, on worship life in the temple. Okay. Now, when the temple was destroyed in the year 70, um, the reason for existence for the Sadducees was destroyed along with it. Yeah. So they, they kind of end. Mm. Um, by contrast, the Pharisees uh, continue. So the Pharisees, and then the next group will look at the scribes. Mm-hmm. Those are the forefathers of what we know today as, as Judaism. Um, so what we know today is Judaism, they can trace their roots back to the Pharisees uh, and to the scribes. Okay. And so the, you know, the, the, the scribes were learned figures. You know, Pharisees loved God's word, but mm-hmm. they weren't necessarily um, academics, I guess we could call them. Okay. But the scribes were. Okay. So they, they were trained as lawyers. They were trained uh, kind of like canon lawyers. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when someone had a, a question about what the law meant, they'd go to talk to the scribes and they would go through all the history and do the research and okay. tell you what it means. Um, and so the, the scribes not only uh, would copy God's word, but then they wrote all the commentaries and collected the commentaries on God's word. So kind of like a modern study Bible. You know, you've got the, the scripture lesson up at the top of the page and then all those notes below it. 
Well, the scribes were the ones who wrote those notes. The Got scribes it. are the ones who collected those notes and studied those notes. Mm-hmm. So in a lot of ways, the scribes would be people kind of like me. You know, my, my job, mm-hmm. your job as a, a teacher, uh, is, you know, we, we, we do all the research so that when people have questions about what God's word means, okay. we can make an informed opinion. Right? Got it. So the scribes and the Pharisees, um, together, those then become kind of the, the, the root of modern-day Judaism. Right. We've got two more parties, the Herodians. Um, not much is known about the Herodians. You know, they're, they're not so much an official party. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a whole lot of no- is known about them other than what the New Testament tells us. And it's clear from the name that the Herodians were, were those who supported the rule of Herod. Right. Uh, so Herod and his sons, almost all of whom were named Herod, um, Herod and his sons were the, the rulers, and the Herodians were those who were uh, on the inns. Herod and his sons and grands. I mean, it's it's a yeah, sons, it's sons and grand, grandson sons and great grandchild. There's exactly. four of them. Yeah. Okay. Zeke. I know he's Zeke. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, and so, and, and likewise, you know, as the Sadducees uh, end with the destruction of the temple, so too the Herodians disappear when the the Romans uh, finally take things over themselves. Okay. And speaking of whom's the fifth and final party is the zealots. The zealots. Uh, and so zealot, you know, uh, a person who was zealous, who has zeal for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, the zealots trace uh, trace back to an early revolt uh, when uh, the uh, when when the the Romans uh, tried to institute a, a census tax. Um, you know, nobody likes a tax, right? And these right. guys really didn't like a tax, right. and so they they led a revolt against their Roman overlords, which was crushed by the the Roman troops, and thousands of Jews were crucified. Mm. And that dates back to the year six A.D. six. Um, I bring it up because it's mentioned in the Book of Acts. Uh, Judas the Galilean. Yes. Uh, you know Gamaliel when uh, when they're trying to figure out what in the world to do with uh, with Peter, John, and James. Mm-hmm. Gamaliel says, you know, let them alone. Remember what happened? There was this guy named Judas the Galilean who claimed to be someone. It turned out to be nothing, and he and his followers, you know, disappeared. Disappeared. So, and in so, other words, let it play its role. And if it's right, yeah. if it's of God, it's of God, and we can't do anything about and if it. It's not. It's not right. right. So, got it. Good advice. Um, so that's the zealots, and and they uh, they were kind of red blooded, hardcore Jewish nationalists who wanted absolutely nothing to do with the Roman overlords, mm-hmm. and they wanted to drive the Romans out of the Holy Land so that the Holy Land could be for Jews, ruled by Jews. Mm-hmm. So Simon the Zealot, wow, um, and of course in the Chosen they do a marvelous, marvelous job of, of portraying what uh, what the zealots might have looked like. Yeah, he's a good character. Um, you know these these strong military figures. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, you know, one of the fascinating things is, you know, Jesus had, of the 12 apostles, Jesus had, you know, one of them was a zealot, mm-hmm. Simon the Zealot. Uh, we're not told if any of them were, were Pharisees or scribes, but certainly Jesus ministered to the Pharisees and scribes mm-hmm. and attracted them. Uh, so it's kind of interesting how Jesus cuts across all of these various yes, groups. Yes, definitely. Even the, you know, Herodians and the, the Sadducees, you know, um, what is it? Uh, oh, my goodness. One of, one of the, the women who buries Jesus... Her um, her husband works is a Herodian. Her husband works for King Herod's court. What? Joanna of Susa or something like that. Joanna of Susa is there, but how do we know that? Yeah, because it says, and then who's um, who's uh, boy? How does it go? Yeah, it, it's some line in one of the gospels okay. about how you know Joanna, comma, whose husband was a oh, scribe of Herod. Yeah, that's true. Or worked in the court of Herod. Yeah, you're right. I don't know where that is. And then by the time we get to the book of Acts, um, you know, the uh, we're told that after the resurrection, 
as the apostles go and minister in Jerusalem, that many of the, the priests came to believe and put their faith in Jesus, yeah. which would be the Sadducees. Yes. So Jesus does eventually reach each and every one of these groups. Okay. Then just before we close, because our dog really wants to do something, um, what about the Essenes? Yeah, you know, I skipped over them. So the Essenes don't really appear in the Bible no, they directly. Don't. You know, there's some, there's some people who speculate that John the Baptist may have right. had an Essene connection. Right. Uh, but the Essenes are important for us historically because if you've heard of the Dead Sea Scrolls, mm -hmm. the Essenes are the community who wrote those scrolls. And the Dead Sea Scrolls are very, very important because according to Jewish uh, practice, when, the, when a Torah scroll would wear out, uh, you would bury it or you would, um, or you would let it decay into dust. You'd treat it with reverentially. Uh, and so there, there, there was no old, uh, old scrolls that exist. Mm. Um, you know, by, by design, they didn't yes. let these things just hang around. They, right. they, they got rid of them. Um, and so when the Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered, um, until that point, the earliest, uh, co the earliest uh, copy of the Old Testament we had was around the year 1100. And then the Dead Sea Scrolls were, uh, were uncovered, which brings us down to the time of Jesus. So it pushed the horizon wow. back a thousand years. That's awesome. So it's very, very important. I think I saw, did we go to that community? Yeah, we Qumran. did. I, my, my trip did. Yeah, Kumran. Yes. Yeah, Kumran okay. Scrolls. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. I think our dog is telling us that 25 minutes is just way too much time to be on here. Yeah, well. So. Hmm. What can we do? Okay. Everyone's well, a critic. Everyone's a critic. Everyone's a critic. So next week, it's Jesus. Next week, we finally get to Jesus. And okay. so we're going to look at uh, the Gospel of Mark, chapters 1 through 8. Mm -hmm. um, and I figure, you know, people know the story of Jesus very well. But by all means, you know, don't, don't let me keep you from reading the Gospel. No, read Mark 1 through 8. Mm -hmm. Good.